self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Flamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. I want to let y'all know about the website. I want y'all to go check out the website, www.conversationconartists.com, where you can leave us some feedback. You can check out our new episodes as well as our old episodes, as well as links to the stories that we're having a conversation about. If you've listened to this podcast and you find yourself potentially or possibly enjoying it then uh if you don't mind review us on itunes on stitcher on soundcloud leave us some comments anywhere that you hear us you know leave us some feedback so that we know you listening and so uh you know it can raise our self-esteem a little (laughs) bit uh in terms of the podcast so uh you can find me at Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I always fucking forget my Twitter <laughs> name. Red underscore calamity is correct. <laughs> um, also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show, although we don't have any letters this week. So what that means is that y'all need to send us in some letters. It could be about anything. Um, you can send it into the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. And we will answer those. So, yeah. And they can be about anything. Literally. Like anything. how amazing cats are. Whoa. About whoa, the greatness whoa, of Captain America. Whoa. Don't send um, that shit in, though, because <laughs> I'm going to have to refute all of that. <laughs> <laughs> she just going to have to because you can send in anything. Don't send that shit in about the. Cats are creepy, and Captain America sucks. What else is there to say? What more is there to say? Yeah, we're going to let them tell it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Send in what you want. Yeah, basically. Um, I would like to, to start out by saying, fuck Taylor Swift. I've been saying, fuck that bitch. Nobody listened to me. Everybody thought that I was over-exaggerated to being crazy or being a hater or what have you. But I knew that bitch was fake. She fake as shit. And no, I... I'm not a Kanye fan at this point and I fuck y'all know I'm fuck with the Kardashians but when you're right you're right as my grandmother would say and when you're wrong you're wrong and Taylor Swift's wrong as fuck because what Taylor Swift said was um I never talked to him and I had no idea that this is gonna happen then she got up there in her speech and was like this is for everyone when someone tries to take credit for your hard work bitch sit down because he called you now it, whether you have a, a problem with the fact that Kanye West is recording con- or Kim, whoever, whichever one of them recorded the conversation, the fact that they are recording conversations, that's fine and dandy. But the fact of the matter is, had they not recorded it, she would have continued doing what she does best, playing fucking victim. Oh, woe is me. This is the same bitch who didn't won 47,000 awards and still looks like, oh my God, me, every time. Every fucking time. She annoys me. She's always annoyed me. I just... Fuck her. That was an illegal recording. <laughs> they were not supposed to be recording Taylor. They were recording one of their phone conversations with Taylor because Taylor said a conversation didn't even fucking happen. So, according to her, it wasn't nothing to be recorded. Lying ass. I just, I don't know. 
Cause that's just what Taylor gonna use to try yeah, to. Yeah. Well, I she's mean, saying, if she's smart, she just shut the fuck up and sit down. She not, cause she already is talking about character assassination, which is fucking hilarious. Coming from the bitch who write all of her albums, and I mean all of them shits, based on whoever she was fucking previously. She dragged these niggas through the mud like all the time. All her songs, and everybody knows who it's about because her relationships is so public. So you know who she was with prior to this album dropping, and you know that that's who the fuck she's talking about. And that's why I just want Loki to get out. Don't be a Taylor Swift album, Loki. You better than that. Don't do that. Don't be. A, don't even be a fucking Taylor Swift song. Get out, please. Get out. Best case scenario, Loki is the reason she don't put out an album in a certain period of time. I mean, maybe. But then. That would mean that the relationship would extend that period of time. So you gotta choose one. You either have, gotta have a long term Taylor Swift Loki relationship, or you gotta have a Loki album. Which one you going for? Neither. <laughs> you gotta he choose. Just fucking it's, get that, out she now. in the relationship now. You gotta choose. But if he get out right now, it's not even been enough time for her to get an album's worth of shit from this. They've not been together that long. She might write a, a, a little song or two, but it isn't gonna be an entire album. If he gets out now, everybody can be happy. I mean, it's up for her, but who fucking cares? I just... Uh, Why would he get out now? Because she's terrible. Maybe <laughs> during this little time, maybe he's seeing the evil two-headed dragon probably situation. Not. I mean, he probably just... Oh, poor... T- the same shit, the, the, the image that she puts out there or, or the that for whatever reason she like awakens this protective instinct in people and they feel like they have to rally around her because poor taylor taylor swift and this is i don't even feel like this is an exaggeration somebody's gonna probably feel like it's an exaggeration i don't taylor swift is the kind of white girl that during the time when they was hanging motherfuckers a cop would have walked by and be like did he just look at you and she would have been like oh my god yes i was so afraid it got somebody fucking hanged because it's essential that's that's who she is like she's the victim in everything so if she has an opportunity to be a fucking victim and come out on top i just feel like she would have been the kind of white woman that would have got somebody fucking hanged Perhaps. I just don't like her. And I got I was, you know, again, y'all know I don't fuck with the Kardashians, fuck all of them. But I, I kinda cheered a little for, for Kim for releasing that shit because now AC Blow, I talked to him and he feels like it's a they're all working together so that they can all stay relevant type shit because everybody's getting exposure from this and you know there are people who think any publicity is good publicity so he thinks that all of them are in on it and this is just like a big ass all of them are trolling everybody but but none of them are it's not like they aren't relevant yeah but they're all narcissists who need constant attention and constant spotlight and they've been in the news and in the headlines where they wouldn't have been prior because what the fuck do they have going on otherwise like Taylor Swift is still on this same fucking album that she's so been on forever. So he think all of this is planned. Yes, he think they're all in on it together. Even this part of her releasing the tape. I don't know. That's even a bigger, well, bigger you, conspiracy than Taylor Swift just. But you said it. You said it on the show that you. <laughs> I wouldn't go any further than that being a plan on like the way that it all played out. Uh, having it being a bigger plan just to stay relevant. <laughs> They could have stayed relevant a bunch of other well, ways. But again, you got to think about who you're talking about. Like, this is it. They're narcissists. So, like, they're not going to go about it in a way that, like, an average person. I feel like all of the people, all three of them are narcissistic. Well, Kanye don't, Kanye don't count. 
Because Kanye live in a world <laughs> where magical unicorns wear top hats and monocles and talk about politics. But not all politics. Like, magical unicorn world politics. This is shit we don't understand. That's what Kanye West live. Kanye West don't count in this conversation as far as I'm concerned. Well, Kim and, Kim and Taylor, they narcissists. They regular yes. narcissists. Yes, they are. So, I just, I don't fucking know. I'm honestly tired of all of them motherfuckers, but I, I and I know that for the, the ride or die, die hard as fuck Taylor Swift fans, they're just going to see this as another situation of, oh my God, poor Taylor. Because now, whereas before she was saying she never had a conversation, now she's saying, did you hear anywhere on there where I said it was okay for him to call me a bitch? You gave a motherfucking rapper who does hip hop music free reign because what she said was, whatever you do to the line is fine. Whatever you, whatever final decision you make is fine. What the fuck did you think? It's a rap song, bitches and hoes, and that's what happens. Like, have you listened to a Kanye West record, motherfucker? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. She backtracked and said that she did have the conversation, but she didn't give him the uh, permission to call her a bitch because that was the worst thing. Because him saying, I still think we might fuck, that's okay. But him calling her a bitch, that's too far. That's 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 above and beyond. Like, the fuck out of here, Taylor. Seriously. I just don't understand. Fuck her. And fuck Kim. And fuck Kanye. Fuck all three of them, honestly. If you had to choose the least of the evils... I don't even know um, <laughs> Out of the three of them I mean I, I just feel like All of them are Satan's minions I, I don't so like hierarchy wise In, in Satan's army I'm not sure um, Kanye at this point is quite delusional So like a lot of his shit I feel like It's just like I don't know it's like the Homeless person that you see that's kind of like Just talking to themselves and you just kind of Like okay I get it mm -hmm. like he Ain't really he's not all here At this point I feel like that's that's Kanye's just This is his madness you know Kim and Taylor are very calculating Bitches so It would be between those two I feel like mm -hmm. So I don't know fuck all three of them Fuck, fuck them um, and I ain't got no words for them uh, continuing with uh, stupid ass celebrity shit. Um, have you seen Young Thug? His uh, his Calvin Klein ad. No, I actually would like for the Men in Black Neuralizer to <laughs> exist so that they can flash me and say anything you ever known about Young Thug you don't know. <laughs> and so I kind of try to do that myself uh by avoiding yeah, yeah. By trying to avoid. I, I know that you have you seen boondocks i have seen are boondocks. you familiar with gangstalicious i am familiar with gangstalicious i wrote an entire blog post about how i feel like and this is before even this gangstalicious is like the embodiment like he the, the person version of the cartoon character gangstalicious on boondocks and if y'all are not familiar with Aaron Magruder, I am I am convinced is like some kind of oracle. He's he knows the future. He knows what's coming down the pipeline. And I need another season of Boondocks written by him so that I to address all this shit that's going on now. But Gangs Delicious is a rapper who is gay, but is in the closet. He uh <laughs> he created an entire clothing line. Uh, where he had niggas wearing pearls and he had them 
wearing essentially dresses with the ass cut out of the bag and purses. they were carrying purses um they were wearing skorts which for men could women know what that is men it's like it's it's shorts but they got a little wrap over the front make it look like a skirt in the front and shorts in the back mm-hmm. um and he had rappers and hardcore hip-hop fans wearing that shit and young thug is essentially gangstalicious like i the first time I saw Young Thug, I was like, oh shit, this is Aaron Magruder's character come to life. So Young Thug is now a um, spokesperson, I guess, for Calvin Klein. And he has ads where he's wearing dresses and he says that he does not believe, he does not believe in gender. He don't believe in science. He doesn't believe in gender and he feels like that he can be a gangster in a dress. Is what he said. What do you mean when you say he don't believe in science? Gender. He doesn't believe gender exists. Like it's beyond even. I guess he's piggybacking on. Um, but I think Jaden Smith's well, I gender think, fluidity. Well, I, yeah, I think when you talk about gender, you're talking about the societal construct. Well, gender. I looked it up. <laughs> encompasses that. It encompasses female and male. It encompasses a couple of different things. Not just sex. Because I thought gender was affiliated with the roles that the sexes play in a society that's part of it um according to because i did look it up to, when he said that i was like the, okay um i guess i should have had that on hand um. but <laughs> um but yeah he basically doesn't believe he believes he can do whatever he wants and be whatever he wants and that's cool i've always I don't know. I've always looked at the def- I always looked at sex and gender as having no overlap. You know what I'm saying? So the state of being male or female typically use a reference to social or cultural differences rather than biological ones. But wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, depending on the context, these characteristics may include biological sex, the state of being male, female, or intersex, sex-based social uh, structures, including gender roles or other social roles, or gender identity. I wonder what the contexts are it's under a, which yeah. it makes that difference. I don't know. Hmm. I have to look forward further into that. But I just... He's gangstalicious, first of all. Like, I'm convinced that, I don't know, Aaron Aaron Magruder knew that this is coming and just decided to, like, preface it with his cartoon because... <sighs> I mean, Young Thug, what qualifies you to be a gangster? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can talk about The Wire. We can talk about Omar because <laughs> he was gay. Jeez. But I bet nobody fucked with him. Hell no. You know? Omar coming, everybody scattered <laughs> with his motherfucker walk down the street. Exactly. Omar coming, like so. We got sexuality in that context, mm-hmm. and then we got gender. As to where, when you're talking about young thug, it has to mean I'm not adhering to traditional gender roles because the traditional gender roles would tell me that a woman wears a dress and a man wears a pants and shirt. But if he's using being able to wear a dress and the dress the way he wants to as the reason that he doesn't believe in gender roles or gender, then it has to do with that gender role part because it has to do with just where, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but does that make you, does that keep you from being gangster? 
I mean, does that disqualify him from calling himself Young Thug? I mean, I guess we have to know what he believes qualifies him as a gangster, or is his qualification as a gangster just how the community defines him? Well, I feel like most gangsters would not agree with that state. Like, I just don't. I just, I, I've never been to like like the the well known area like Compton or any other. But I just, I cannot imagine a world in which I would like somehow end up there. And everybody's walking around with their nails painted and dresses on. Like, I just, I cannot envision that being the case. Like, because, especially not with the way, like, as misogynistic as shit is, 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 not has been, is. Like, I just can't imagine that world. So, I, I don't, I think he's speaking solely for himself. Like, I don't know that other gangsters would agree with him. Uh, that's the thing. Where does the definition for gangster come from? And is a gangster about what you do? Or is it a gangster about how you portray yourself? Or is it just an encompassment of all those things? I mean, the men, male gangsters going to always say that. They're going to make whatever definition they need to make fit to exclude him. Oh, yeah. Just like they do everything. Like, <laughs> it, they could say a week ago before he said this stuff it could have been man if you bust somebody's head if you in these streets if you a G if you done been out here doing your thing then you a gangster you know what I'm saying but when you put on a dress and you was doing all that stuff you ain't a gangster no more like I guess it just depends on how that thing has been defined and will continue to be defined (laughs) but you done looked up gangster I did Urban Dictionary this is the regular dictionary. I'm looking up Urban Dictionary. I'm going to look up Urban Dictionary, but the regular di- dictionary just says a gang member or a type of rap music featuring aggressive lyrics, often with reference to gang violence. Now, Urban Dictionary, on the other hand, says a sociopathic member of the inner city underclass known primarily for being antisocial and uneducated also known for ready access to illegal drugs and weapons and staggeringly poor marksmanship <laughs> white people be in here defining this shit man uh, i got another one <laughs> another top definition for gangster a wannabe thug often illiterate and an inhabitant of a downtrodden ghetto that hangs around in gangs quotation marks largely associated <laughs> with african-american subculture these try hard wannabe gangsters attempt to make themselves appear like criminals by graffitiing buildings smoking selling drugs and trying to look all badass and macho and shit yo an utter degradation of what true gangsters represent and street wannabe gangster types don't hold a candle to what real gangsters are the real gangsters are those behind organized crime most notably the not mafia responsible for black market trade espion- espionage 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 <laughs> Organized beatings, assassinations, the Godfather. So even in crime and shit, whoever did this has to find <laughs> the white people as superior in crime <laughs> and black people as inferior. Listen, in crime, I have gone to the second. I'm I'm trying to look for one that was written by somebody black. None of these. None of these. None of these. Um, a thug who affects roughness partakes in crime and hangs out with others in his gang. The purpose of his behavior and affected image is to make him feared and powerful and to earn him respect for, from his peers who are also involved in crime. He typically has a specific dress code, social code, and vernacular to identify him with his gang. Moreover, he often relies on drugs to induce or augment his rash behavior. He is, in short, a feared idiot. I think we're looking at the wrong way. We need to be looking at thug. Maybe. <laughs> Gang, we, gangster, they 
the gangster, the white people are defending gangster as the original mafia and Italians and all of that jazz. Okay, top definition for thug. As Tupac defined it, a thug is someone who is going through struggles, has gone through struggles, and continues to live day by day with nothing for them. That person is a thug, and the life they are living is a thug life. A thug is not a gangster. Look up gangster and gangsta. Not even close, my friend. That was the top definition. Next definition. To be a true thug doesn't mean wearing bling, listening to rap, or talking black. Being a gangster isn't superficial. Well, they had a gangster in there. They sure To did. be a true thug means you have, haven't have had it good your whole life, and you intend to change that and get out of ghetto. If that's where you are, you do what's right. You don't take shit from nobody. You stand up for your friends, and you don't let them take shit from anyone. You don't have to be a stereotypical gangster to be a thug. A skater can be a thug. A nerd can be a thug. A he can be a thug. A prep can be a thug. An old-ass man can be a thug. I don't know what none of this shit talking about, man. No, that helped nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. So we are no closer to a resolution <laughs> for this dialogue before we started it. There we are now. We not. We just no. Not. I will just say that I don't understand. I don't understand. Maybe you can help me with this. I I do not actually understand what gender fluidity is supposed to mean. Like, what is that? supposed to be I'm all this is how I've kind of pictured it in my head okay so there is a scale of sexuality mm-hmm. right from even within your sexuality like a heterosexual scale it's a still a scale mm-hmm. it's, it's all the way scale on one side is heterosexuality on the other side is homosexuality mm-hmm. I guess and I imagine in the middle is asexuality yeah that's neither yeah neither there, yeah but Everybody lies on that scale somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be natural inclinations to be that way or societal society puts you on that. Mm-hmm. And we're in one place on that scale. Mm-hmm. I'm in one place on that scale. Mm-hmm. I feel like people who are gender fluid feel like they fluctuate on that scale and move back and forth, which means I think they take up a bigger chunk of that scale than everybody is like instead of having one dot on that scale they have a they have like a whole space like you can have a person from all the way on the heterosexual end and on the homosexual end too and they just be wherever they is in that and then you got somebody on the heterosexual scale that stays in that scale you know what i'm saying how like, is that different from bisexuality though that's what because where does that leave bisexuality if gender like i don't understand how is that different from bisexuals well that's where the difference between sex and gender play a part in the situation. Mm-hmm. Because if we're talking about bisexual, I think we're talking about the physical attraction that we're supposed to have for those groups. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're talking about gender, you're talking about the roles that are supposed to be assigned to men. You know what I'm saying? So if you're talking about gender fluidity, I think you're talking about a man not feeling like he has to adhere to such a macho grounded position that society tells a man he gotta you know adhere to but the only he's still like i guess what confuses me is that the only thing that that's different according to him the only thing that's different is that he's wearing his his clothing choices because the macho-ness all of the rest of that shit is there like as far as like how he treats when like all of that is is societal it's this it's the way the thing that's different about him is the way he chooses to dress outside of that if you put him in other clothes well 
that's how I think that scale is subjective and it exists for different people because there are some things men won't do because they don't think men are supposed to do them. For example, I coupon. A lot of <laughs> men is not going to coupon just because it's couponing and because when you look at coupon shows, it's women and when you in the store and people couponing, it's women. Yeah. And so that's a thing that men going to do, but I'm not going to wear a dress. I'm not <laughs> going to kiss a dude, you know? So... Or call them your lovers or your what hubbies, husbands, whatever yeah. it was. He and it's some men who won't kiss their sons. Which is stupid, but it's some who but. so I think that scale, if you're talking about gender fluidity, I think in my head the way I've been trying to construct it is that it's a scale that exists at which it's a more rigid level of movement for some people but for some people the movement is just greater and it don't have to be that everything is on that other end it's just those things that you as a man that society tells you you shouldn't do you go over there for that particular thing that's just how I mean when I first heard it I've been trying to construct it I would have to talk to somebody about gender fluidity or something would have to happen on Facebook for gender fluidity to be a topic or dialogue but that's kind of how I've been framing it in my head I wish AC was here I just wonder how the hip hop community feels about Calvin Klein has done this ever before as far as like using a rapper this is the rapper he chooses like I wonder how the community feels about that like him being the one that's chosen because there's been other rappers that could have totally modeled calvin klein i'm certain that calvin klein wasn't looking for a rapper i'm certain that he was looking for somebody to cater to these lgbt trans issues that's going on in our society i disagree i think he was i think this is a way for him to get into two birds one stone right he's catering to them Young Thug actually does have a following of people who like cool with the, what what he does, so he is gonna get some of those hip hop kids. Like it's usually the younger generation that, that's with it, but he's still gonna like that is a way in for I, that as well. I, I, as opposed to if he had got like fucking I don't know the game. Uh, well, I agree with you, but what I'm saying is if we look at the history of Calvin Klein. And the existence of rappers, mm-hmm. he could have been had a rapper doing his stuff. I think That's that now, yeah. I think that it's combined. I think that the initial thing that he was probably looking for was not a rapper. It was somebody that encompasses LGBT stuff. But now that he knows Young Thug exists with this stuff, well, let's use him. I just think the rapper is secondary to what he was really seeking. He just found what he was seeking in something that can bring him another popular group of people. You know what I'm saying? Because he could have been put a rap out there. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's what I'm just, saying. But that's, Unfortunately, for the hip-hop community, as they're going to feel, that's what I'm saying. it like, happens to be a rapper <laughs> that's, that we don't really probably agree with in yeah. terms of these dresses and all of this stuff that he's doing. Even though a lot of the hip-hop community likes his music. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I, just, I, don't I know like the hip-hop music. community is very is a misogynistic system. As fuck, yes. Very sexist. Yes. They don't homophobic. Yes. All of that stuff. All of those you know, things. Yes. It's, it's a very protected genre. Mm-hmm. And it's certain things that just don't fit in the genre. There are women in the genre that succeed, but women generally One don't fit. One at a fucking time. Yeah. Women don't generally fit in the genre. No. Homosexuality doesn't fit in the genre. Uh, white people don't fit in the genre. It's a lot of things that don't fit in hip hop, and it's very protected. Although I kind of like Jeezy. Jeezy. Not Jeezy. G Easy. G Easy. That's yes. a white person? Yes, he is white. I like Logic. You heard of Logic? I like him. 
I mean, I like a Mac Eminem. Miller song. I ain't like Mac Miller. I did like Eminem. Eminem is like who don't like Eminem? Lyric, yeah, true. He he's the one. He's the one like white rapper that I feel like everybody can kind of agree upon, right? Like. I, there are people who have issues with Macklemore. I don't even know that people respect Mac Miller. Um, but Eminem is not that dude. Like Eminem, and I think it's because he just stayed who he is. Like he didn't try too hard. I feel like as far as like trying to fit in and shit, he just is who he is. He always has been. He uh, he didn't have to try. I mean, geez, is fucking. He looked like <laughs> like Eminem came into the game. Talking about, like I think he like Eminem scared me when I first listened to his album. Yeah. Like I was like, he got problems. <laughs> oh yeah, he does have. You problems. know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Even, he ain't. He ain't white. He just a dude with some problems <laughs> that, that read a lot of damn dictionary. Yes, like that's that's what he was. Command of the language is amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. I don't know. I ain't no Young Thug fan. I, and it is it because he wears dresses. I just don't fucking like him. And I don't understand what the fuck he says in his song. I am not the person that's going to listen to some shit because the beat is nice. I actually listen to lyrics. And which one of the reasons that I'm not like a huge hip hop person, especially not mainstream hip hop, is because they ain't saying shit. How many times can you talk about money, clothes, cars, and bitches? Like, I just don't care. So... I'm not a Young Thug fan because I don't respect his music because it ain't shit. It's 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 mumbling over a nice beat because I don't even. I had to look up what the fuck he says like on Rap Genius because I don't fucking know. I can't understand this nigga. He don't. He doesn't enunciate his shit. I can't understand him. So I, I've, I'm not a fan and it has nothing to do with him wearing dresses. I just I, don't like his music. I don't even look up his lyrics. Well, you know, I don't, I don't even want to know. I, I for just, stupid in the beat. I do yeah, that, but. He makes stupid in the beat a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even I don't even care. Like the only time I really look up new rap songs from new artists is if it's became popular in some kind of Vine or YouTube video or Instagram video <laughs> or something. Then I look it up. Yeah. Then I'm trying to see how popular that song is and why. And they usually catchy. Mm-hmm. You know they they the reason that they choose those songs and make them and put them out is because they know how to catch people's ears. So I will listen to it. But I actually tried to listen to Young Thug's album, his last album. I was like, maybe I'm not giving these rappers a chance. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just bound by my past and my history and the music that I grew up with. And and his music ain't worth a shit to me. I don't know <laughs> not. what it's to do awful. to my ears to make me want to listen to it. It sucks. It's nothing. There's nothing. It's just awful. It's just fucking terrible. Um, maybe I should put on a dress and listen to it. I don't think that would make a difference, but I would pay money to see that. So let me know when you get ready to do that. <laughs> I, I did that shit one time in a, uh, I don't know why, but in high school, in, in not high school, but in um, middle school, before we left to go to the junior high school, mm-hmm. me and like seven other boys dressed up like cheerleaders and did a routine. <laughs> and to this day, I ask myself, one, why in the fuck would the school do that? And two, why the fuck would I participate? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know if I participated and my cousin did because I did or if he participated and I did because he did. That's hilarious either way. Either way. It's pretty funny. Wish I could have seen that. Um, before we get into this convention of, of clan members without the hoods, 
I do want to talk about the therapist because that terrified the shit out of me. The therapist that was shot trying to help an autistic client who had run away with a toy truck and got fucking shot by the police. Like, what in the fuck? That terrifies me because I have actually been outside of the agency where I work trying to calm down a kid that was going through something that wouldn't come back in. That scares. I don't want to be out here trying to get you in. Fuck police role. Yeah. <laughs> you know that 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 is that's very scary. And I work me. in the white predominantly community <laughs> in Alabama, and I've talked to kids outside. I've had conversations with my parents and adults outside. Like when I saw that, I was like, "What else could he have done?" He had his. He laid on the ground. He had his fucking hands up. He said, "I'm unarmed." As they could, I mean, he had arms, but he didn't have a gun that would unarm it. If you didn't know, because he had his hands up, and he told him, "Look, this is my client. I'm from a place like they." And he got shot. And he said that when he asked why, the officer said, "I don't know." What the fuck you mean? You don't know. You just shot me. You better fucking know. You better have a reason. What? I that just and like the thing about it is that could have been turned out even worse because like I, autistic people who have autism and especially I guess as uh, as advanced as like that the guy who he was chasing down from the group home was when they get in them fits. When they get upset, I mean, really, sometimes you just have to let that shit go, like, let it ride out, like, keep them safe while it's going on, but, like, let it come to a conclusion. He out there in the middle of the street with a truck, chilling. You know what I started to think? I really think police officers have become so desensitized to what guns do, and I believe that it's become a reflex I believe that it, it seems like their guns have become a part of their existence and it's a reflex to protect themselves. Whether they shoot a person, whether they shoot a dog and that's no problem with that. The problem I have is that the police are the only people that get to act that way from their fear. Yeah. As a citizen, you as a civilian, <laughs> what do I get? I just get to be scared. Yeah. I get to be scared of cops. I get to be scared of dogs because I can't shoot a dog. I get to be scared of people in the community that threaten me because I can't shoot them and kill them and then get away with it. Like, what do we get to do? I mean, it's really getting more and more difficult for me to understand what I'm supposed to do with my fear. While with their fear, they get to act and take lives and they get to shoot people. as fuck. Like, this man's on the ground. Like, and the, for, the, for the people who keep saying, just stop resisting and da 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 What now? Because that's exactly what the fuck he did, and he still ended up getting shot. So what now? What do you have to say now? And this, what should he have done? What more could he have done to to keep from getting shot? At least he didn't die. I mean, I guess that's the silver lining in all of this. He was one of the few that survived. But what was he supposed to do differently? What was he supposed to do differently? Hey, if it ever happened to me, I'm playing possum. <laughs> My legs is going spaghetti. I'm gonna act like I'm passed out on the ground. I ain't trying to. Mo- I want them to be like, did he pass out? And I want them to come and revive me. I'm gonna wake up slow and move real slow like a sloth. They ain't gonna potentially be able to be scared of me. Or I'm just gonna strip down butt naked. 
<laughs> I'm gonna just strip that. If a police ever, I'm gonna strip down butt naked. The only way they're gonna shoot me is if they think it's a gun in my ass. <laughs> I'm just gonna get butt naked and be like, listen, officers. <laughs> I mean, I, y'all can't believe I'm a threat right now. I'm butt naked. <laughs> I'm very, very. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm not happy with myself right now because I did this. But you know what? I'd rather not be happy with myself than be dead. You know, my wallet is over there in my pants. <laughs> you gonna get it. It's not in my ass. Neither is a gun. I mean, it's some other things he could have done. You know, like that. That's yeah, just like that. He could have used his chameleon power to immediately turn white. <laughs> You know, cause wouldn't that be great? You do that. That I mean, that would probably be the way to get saved. Like that would probably be legitimately the only way. Because this, like, seriously. if I had a chameleon power, I would strip butt naked and just go hide on a wall somewhere. <laughs> I mean, butt naked is still involved in this situation, but it would save me. Like they're gonna be like, where did he go? He must got one of them damn chameleon powers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't understand. Like, I hope he sues the fuck out of them. Like, hundred percent. He because he's alive and can tell his story. And that's that's another thing that I don't think people understand. When the police are shooting folks and they're dying, all we get is the police side of things because the other person can't say shit. Uh, I mean, we have the cameras and stuff now, but even with that, people still find a way. What happens is they'll go, and I don't give a fuck if if this person stole something when they were 10 years old and now they're 50. They're going to go and, oh, he he was a thief and he had a record and all of this shit. The, The victim becomes the perp, essentially, in these cases. So at least he alive and he was doing his fucking job. Like, he was doing... What a very difficult job! Like I don't, I don't even know that I would do well working in like a place with severely mentally ill like people where where they can run off and and you have to go get them and it it's, it could be dangerous. And the guy was not a small guy. The guy that had autism was not little, so he flipped the foot. And that's another thing. What would have happened if if they running up scared the the guy with autism? Then what? They gonna shoot him? You know what? That was the most messed up thing out of this situation. I don't think you know how you know how damn hot this fucking concrete is out here. <laughs> he laid his ass on the concrete. <laughs> I, I would have been like, hell no, officer, please. <laughs> just, just, I don't care. I'm not laying on this concrete, sir. <laughs> and then, but he said the the worst part of it was they flipped him over mm-hmm. after he had been shot. Handcuffed, handcuffed him and he bleeding him. now and he bleeding like, and they just left him there laying on that hot ass pavement bleeding until and he said it took like 20 minutes for the pair of the rescue to come where is the empathy where is, is the where is the value for life where where is all of that shit if he would have got shot in the wrong place and the leg could bled to death. Yeah, and that artery. You know, yeah. What happened to cops that'll put him the, in the car the thinking I might, this might not have happened the way that it happened. Let me get him in the car and get him to the hospital. What? I mean, th- that is a part of that situation that would have made him say, you know what? That cop did the wrong thing. He knew that what he did wasn't the greatest decision he made. But hey, I'm alive. He showed some concern. He got me to the hospital. But for it to happen and then to be like you know what just lay your ass on that hot ass concrete in these handcuffs and bleed and then we'll we'll get an ambulance to you when we get you he probably ain't get no apology 
I don't know. I ain't gonna say that. You know, I, I'm I'm beyond. I don't think he will. Well, I, for me, I'm beyond. Like I I really want to make it clear, talking to everybody that I don't condemn all cops. All cops ain't bad, but I think when cops make mistakes, which they are a lot of times mistakes, a lot of times that they are fear, irrational fear-induced mistakes, and a lot of them are things that didn't have to happen based on those interactions, you know, but I'm not going to condemn every cop for that. Every cop is not that, but when they do it, there needs to be some kind of empathy, some kind of recognition recognition for human life because that's what we're missing with Alton Sterling and Philando Castile. It's fine. They got killed. It was a mistake. Maybe it was justified, but there is still no empathy for the life lost. And that's what All Lives Matter is missing. You're saying All Lives Matter, but you're not supporting the lives that have been taken. If All Lives Matter, even the lives in Chicago taken by black people are supposed to matter to you. If those things don't matter to you, then all lives matter isn't really all lives matter. It's really just an invalidation of black lives matter. You need to know what that means. You know, it's the same thing as all life matters. If you don't believe in abortion, all life, you know, life is also, but in our society, this is the same party that says, I don't believe in abortion because all life uh, is important, but you are willing to have the death row in existence. Yep. And so I think that the lack of empathy that they feel for people fall under that same category of you made bad decisions so bad things happen to you and if bad things happen to you it's okay it's all right you know you shouldn't have been doing those bad things i just wish that they would be able to afford us the same courtesy like what you said i i'm not condemning all cops it would be nice if they could not condemn all black folks too if if every stop that you had that that involved somebody black was not this heightened level of fear and danger and if you weren't putting all of us in the same kind of a category the same way that you don't want us to put all y'all in the same category the same way where you feel like we should be able to distinguish between what's bad and what's good but y'all don't give us that same courtesy of doing that it, we all get lumped in the same fucking category but you don't want us to do that to you and then we don't right we don't we give them the benefit of the doubt we say we're not saying all cops we're talking about the bad cops we're talking about the ones that are out here taking lives we can do that but on the other side you cannot afford us that simple same courtesy and it would be different if like what if black people you know what if 75 percent of black people made a pledge you know an oath to not do crime and to not harm police and to not speak negatively of the uh, the cops in the community. What if all black people took a pledge and there was something that we wore around our necks or a bracelet to show that we've taken that pledge? It'll be a difference between us that's taking that pledge, doing those things we said we weren't going to do, and the black people that didn't take that pledge. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's the that's kind of the comparison that people make when they talk about black on black crime. You know, police officers swore to protect this thing and criminals are just criminals they didn't swear to do that you know what i'm saying yeah and so it, i just think it's a it's a bad comparison to say well y'all care about the lives when it's taken by a cop but y'all don't care about the lives when it's taken by a black person you know well it's a different standard that's been set for you know how you're supposed to deal with lives in those two situations cops have a set standard that's written down on paper criminals they don't have a standard at all <laughs> no they you don't. know what i'm saying so why are they criminals <laughs> It's just crazy how that situation always plays out when it comes to talking about Black Lives Matter, um, talking about 
um, Philando Castile and Alton Sterling and the lives that were took and the standards that police are supposed to be held to. It, but I'm getting to the point where I don't even know how does it get fixed? You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know. I have, I will say, I have been seeing where I've been seeing videos on, on my feed where certain police forces in different cities like like I saw one where like the Black Lives Matter group met with the officer. They had a fucking cookout. All of them had a cookout together. And it wasn't just them sitting down eating. They actually had a question and an- like with the police and and they talked. Um and that was a nice thing to see. I don't remember where what city, what state um it was. Well it was another city where a Black Lives Matter representative said we ain't finna have no cookout because barbecue ain't gonna solve these problems you know and and that's the problem like as a culture we have got at some point to unite the people who have a similar message and understand what we need to do because it's not about barbecue no it's about trying to build a better relationship with the people in the community i mean if you want people in the community to stop dying at the hands of police you're going to at some point have to create a relationship between the two people, the two groups. And that's what that, again, it wasn't just the barbecue. They didn't just sit down and eat because, yeah, that wouldn't, alone. But they actually had a conversation. The police, they had a mic and people were able to ask questions and they were able to have a discussion. And it was a, you know, and it shows that that type of shit is possible people have to be willing to do it on both sides on both sides so the, the the whole attitude about barbecue ain't gonna fix nothing not helpful yeah you know and you know it ain't another problem is every community and every police force is different yeah there are some police forces out here that have a very low rate of interaction between african americans you know mm-hmm. and how they it's probably still disproportional to the white community but you got some in which is ridiculously racist yeah you know as deemed that way by the justice department and then you got some communities that some black communities that get along with the police and you got some that just don't and so i don't like that you know the media is lumping together this black lives matter person that says this Mm -hmm. and saying this is about the movement and then one that says you know this protest had this chance so this is what black lives matter is about like they isolate whatever they want out yeah. of the extreme outliers in the group and say this is, this the is what the group, group. represents yep. this is the representation but it's all to fit the narrative that they want to believe Bill O'Reilly wants to believe that it's a terrorist organization and every time he put some stuff up there he put that little quote where they said you know fry cops like bacon they always put this protest with talking about cops dying they always put up these things that just reinforce what he want to believe mm-hmm. because it's been, it's been thousands of protests Four of them that we know of that riot. Yeah. You know, it's been hundreds of thousands of interactions with cops. But, you know, 10 cops died maybe all the, over these whole situations. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not looking at all of the positives and all of the people that have a positive narrative about Black Lives Matter. They're looking at the few outliers that have a negative one. It's the same way as if I looked at, you know, the white Tennessee uh, legislate uh, representative, senator. Whatever he was that put up the sign, make America white again. Uh, if I looked at him and said, you know what? That's what all of white America thinks. That's a problem. You know? And like you said, we're not afforded that courtesy to be looked at as individuals. Nope. You know, we're not never. looked at as a group. 
We always have been. We always have been under the microscope as a group. We were slaves together. We were three fifths of a person together. We were attacked by dogs and fire hoses together. We had to get on the back of the bus together. And white America looked at everybody as that because your brown skin made you that. You yep. weren't an individual. You was the brown brown people. Yep. And so it, it just still continues today. It's just in a different context. But you know, whatever. Blame it on the rain. Yeah. The rain of white supremacy. Well, you remember uh, <laughs> Billy Vanilli and that whole yeah. controversy surrounding them. Um, that just made me think of Melania Trump and her plagiarism of Michelle Obama's speech. Look, Stephen Ass. Basically. Well, her speechwriter, Stephen Ass. Well, here's the thing. Here, okay, it, it goes back to motherfucking Taylor Swift in this bitch. Melania originally said that she wrote her speech. And then, after the fact, of course, I didn't write that shit. <laughs> you know? She backtracked. Obviously, everybody out from the jump knew that Melania didn't write that shit. But she was the one who said she did. The speech writer, did you, the speech writer released a statement. I saying, saw it. Trying to separate herself from the Trump situation. Well, she still was, ta- she was like, and I was going to resign my position, but... Mr. Trump is such a caring and kind person and he said everybody makes mistakes and that's why he's going to be such a great president and all of this bullshit like okay girl all right so what I feel like happened is you just got an extra little Christmas bonus there for for taking the fall for Melania or whoever to make it look good um I just think it's hilarious. If you're gonna, if you're gonna plagiarize a speech, and this is to the speech, whoever was the actual person who fucking wrote this shit, if you are going to plagiarize a speech of a first lady, maybe you shouldn't pick the one before you. Go back a little fucking further. You know how lazy that is? You know how lazy that is? The fact that you just went right to Michelle Obama, the one that's in there right now, that's whose speech you're going to go to, the one that's going to be the, the best remembered because it's the freshest one on everybody's mind. The fuck is wrong with you? That's she lazy. Even, <laughs> she didn't even let that shit cool down. No. Lazy as fuck. You just... But and it was paragraphs. But that's how traditional white America has done. You know, they take that shit right when it's good and fresh, and then you know make it their own. And but in this situation, uh, not not so. And that is the answer to Steve King's question about what subgroup has has contributed more to Western civilization than white folks. Let me tell you what white people have contributed: theft. Theft of property, <laughs> theft of resources, theft of labor, just theft. That's what y'all contributed. Because honestly, even the things that were made by them, depending on the time in which it was made, I can't even trust that that motherfucker actually was the one who invented it, to be honest. Because y'all history shows that you take shit. You take a bunch of shit. And if Steve King had to be forced to live in a house with things that were only made by white people... It would be a very empty ass house. I don't even know that it would be like a foundation to his house. Like, what? And I fuck you for calling me a subgroup as, as as well. Like, what the fuck? What subgroup, motherfucker? Subgroup? Oh, okay. So we're the subgroup, and y'all are the main group. The fuck out of here. Now, I'm what I'm going to add is listen, white people. <laughs> It's really hard to have this dialogue and not say stuff like white people. (laughs) 
So if you're white and you didn't steal anything, if you haven't taken anything, if you're not racist, this dialogue does not directly apply to you. However, you have to realize that there was a time when your ancestors yep. <laughs> did things that weren't great. Yeah. And so while you didn't participate in those things, this dialogue is about the people that did participate in those things. And I'm sorry, you in this dialogue, you are collateral damage. You you just have to be collateral damage. I mean, you in order to have this dialogue, I don't want you to be guilty. Don't want you to feel guilty. I don't want you to feel bad about that thing. But I think that is just a side effect of acknowledging some of these past wrongs in that history. You know, and so if you can separate your guilt from it, we got to acknowledge this stuff. Yeah. And so traditionally, white people have taken from brown people and created America from that or had them build America or had them uh, cultivate a financial powerhouse in America, you know, through slavery. So, I mean, we got to acknowledge these things. We, we are beyond the point of being quiet and. This whole notion that talking about it is what makes America divisive. <laughs> White America has been divisive on paper. Jim Crow laws. Three-fifths of a person. Black people can't vote. I mean, on paper, there has been division in America by white people. And I think what divisive means to the Republican Party right now is that you're talking about it and you're not getting with our program. Because if you just stop saying stuff about it and living life as we want it to be lived, basically, then there will be no division. Yep. But division in this instance just really means following your lead, following your orders, following your rules and doing what you're saying to do. But if we do that, if every brown person does that, we're just still going to be getting killed at disproportionate rates. Uh, Indian Americans are going to continue to be treated like terrorists at a disproportionate rate Asian Americans are going to continue to be whitewashed out of movies and cast aside when it comes to positions in America like we have to have voices for ourselves we have to speak up for ourselves I, I, I do want to give a shout out to black Twitter for all of the uh, Melania Trump tweets about, about her original lines and they were taken from all kind of songs all they kind of movies hard. I love black Twitter. God bless hard. you. And Jesse Williams was like the, at the forefront. Like yeah, he they did say he like, started it. Yeah, he did like 20 of them shits like back to back. Um, so yeah, shout out to black Twitter because they always keep me laughing. Um, do you want to talk quickly about the KKK meeting without the hoods? Let's talk about it. Republican National Convention. Well, we kind of already have a little bit because Melania's speech was done during the, the Republican National Convention was basically a clans meeting. They just they just didn't put the hoods on because that's all. It was also during this time that Steve King said the black people ain't contributed more than white. No other group has contributed more to Western civilization than white people. Um, you had the sheriff out here cooning. What's his name? David Clark. David Clark out here cooning, and he was celebrating that the acquittal of that police officer, and um. It was just a clans meeting, essentially. But they just they don't wear the hoods no more. 
I don't know. I want to call it a cleanse meeting. I feel like, yeah. Just we, about the hoods. I mean, I think we can call it like a CEO meeting. <laughs> a culturally insensitive CEO meeting. <laughs> I don't even know that it's cultural insensitivity as much as it's just blatant. There was a lady holding a sign that said no racism, no hate. And they was like running around chasing this lady with a fucking American flag trying to cover up her sign. And she was like a white lady. This was not a black person home. Cause black- oh, you have got to watch the video. Did you watch where Steve King said that? I watched it. Did you see that black, the black lady? lady? That Ooh, black lady huh? wanted to fuck him up. I could see her saying <laughs> in her mind, you need this job. You 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 cannot jump across this and fuck him up. You need this job. You can't do it because she was like sitting on some. Rage. The mediator knew what was about to happen. He was like, "Hold on, no, 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 we we not going, we not going, no, <laughs> no, bad king, <laughs> bad king. It's okay, it's okay, man. When you ain't got, oh, you ain't got to address she that." She was hot. Like her facial expression was just yeah, oh my it was God. rough. She was ready to fuck him up. Like I, and she could have took him. His little old white. She would have been able to fuck him up. I hate to. I just hate to invalidate because I, I don't like generalizations. And there's some Republicans out there that don't follow behind this whole rhetoric. Were they it, at the convention though? Yeah, it's tons of Republicans. That's been a big criticism of the Republican Party after the RNC because there are a lot of Republicans that don't follow Donald Trump and that are not with it. Like that's that's the inner party criticism. You know, from our side, it looked real bad everything they was doing. But from <laughs> yes. in the party, there is just a lot of people like Ted Cruz coming out and saying that he wasn't gonna support Donald Trump. Yeah. None of the Bushes showing up to this is the None first time the in living. like 60 years that a Bush has not been to yeah. Republican National Like, it's starting to show the division within the party. And that's a lot of criticism. So, I don't want to just generalize and say that they were all like that. It's a lot of the outliers, the people who are screaming, the people who are yelling are the ones that are the biggest bigots. But everybody else that's silent, they silent because they, they ain't with that. But I don't... The silence to me... Is agreeance like you're not speaking out against it? Like you don't you don't have a pro you are not verbally saying okay this is some fuck shit and this is not what our party stands for and this is not what we are trying to accomplish. Your silence could be taken as compliance to me. Like I just I think we're so quick to give them the benefit of again we ain't afforded that shit ever, not never. Are we afforded like okay maybe it's not all of them maybe it's these these extremists but we're always quick to say you know give them the benefit of a doubt I just don't feel like doing that this time, and me I understand that but I'm not gonna stoop to their level type situation I mean black people whether anybody else that's not black agree with this shit or not are we the most forgiving people yes we are capable of dealing with the most shit I don't think nobody else can deal with shit that black folks deal with. We've been and dealing with shit since we got here. Yeah, I, I think that we can afford giving people the benefit of the doubt even if we don't get it. You I'm know, tired. that don't mean we accept the shit they give out. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I'm not willing to lump people that ain't intentionally doing the bullshit in with people that's intentionally doing the bullshit. I still feel because they're standing by and they're not 
act, they've done nothing to try to keep this from happening. You know, like nothing. We're here <laughs> at this point now. They haven't tried to do anything to stop this from getting to this point. And I just, I know that America looks like a fucking fool right now to the rest of the world. Like the fact that Donald Trump was even in the running and now that he's like the front runner for one of the parties, we look like idiots because he sounds like an idiot and he represents us now, whether or not, even before he's president, he represents us. And we all look like fucking fools. So I have this deeply ingrained situation within myself where I try my best to live by this core set of principles and I try not to be a hypocrite in how I look at my own principles. Give me give you an example. The reason I'm saying that even though some people are sitting there quiet and not standing up for what's going on, there is somebody out there within the Black Lives Matter movement that's looking at me and saying that I'm standing aside because I don't get out there and protest and I don't do very much and I don't donate and I, it's a lot of things that I'm not doing for that. It's somebody that's going to look at me and saying I'm standing by and letting that shit happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that that's the same situation though. Like I feel like one group is trying to accomplish something good. Another group is standing by while this th their major group is fucking up shit. Like that that is I mean literally, I really feel like if Trump gets in office, America's going to go to shit in them four years. Like two years in. I feel like it's like so they're standing by and allowing something really bad to potentially happen. By their silence, they're, again, it's, it's essentially like, okay, you're not completely silent. I mean, we talk about this stuff on the show. You may not be out here marching and protesting, but anybody who knows you knows where you stand on it. I don't know where you stand if you just sitting by silent and letting him, like, you don't ever say anything. You're just sitting there in the middle of this Klan's meeting because they're, they're, you're part of their group, right? Like, I, I've said the answer is not to kill police officers. And so anybody that goes out here killing police officers under the guise of this is what we need to do to get ego, I'm not with that. And I will say that whenever necessary. I'm not with that. That isn't what I feel like this movement is supposed to represent. And those people do not represent my ideals. I will say that. Like, they're just sitting back and allowing this fucking circus to happen. And that's why I feel like that's different. I don't, they just don't, I don't think they look at it as a circus. I it's mean. It's what it looked like to me. Well, that's, just, that's our perspective on it because we just have a different course of ideals. I was telling somebody the other day that I, Fox News skews the truth and they try to fit everything into their narrative. Mm -hmm. MSNBC do the same thing. It's just that I believe the shit that MSNBC <laughs> doing it for. The reason, the stuff that Fox News do it for just don't make sense to me. Republican shit just don't make sense to me. It don't make sense into how you build a country. It don't make sense into how you maintain a country. And I don't even think Republicans look at how to build a country from what the country is today. They look at trying to build a country from how it was written originally for what the country was back then. So they trying to fit these old ass rules into how 
a new ass rule country is supposed to exist. How are we supposed to take into account the advances in technology and the advances in transportation and the advances in communication, the advances in uh, our understandings of life and our philosophies and our faiths? How are we supposed to take all of that shit into consideration, trying to fit all that new shit into an old ass pre-existing document when that shit didn't exist? And so them looking at the liberal air quotes agenda as they move forward and saying that, you know, they're just trying to tear up the Constitution. The Constitution is an old document that you're trying to fit new shit into. I've been said I feel like it needs to be rewritten. Like, it doesn't apply. A lot of that, it doesn't apply. It's not applicable to 2016. It was written in fucking, like, I just... I think they need to like not not strap it and throw it away. They need to start again. What are the ideals that we want? The same way that they did it in the beginning. I don't even think they need to start it over. I think it needs to be the core, but I think they need to be willing to look at what is too rigid in it and what is too just applicable to the past and look to amend that because that's why the founding fathers allowed amendments but that's why i say start over because that's going to be subjective what what is too rigid and what's not too rigid if you're looking at trying to fit still trying to fit this document in but just take out things that you don't need they're not going to be able to agree on that that's why i said just start over to be real i i I don't think we never going to do that because the founding fathers were fucking geniuses (laughs) That just what they were. And it might be that they were geniuses for the time. If they was out here today, they might be fucking up technology. But for the time that they existed in, they were geniuses. They created a whole system that worked perfectly for them. We ain't got no geniuses today. (laughs) We ain't got nobody that's willing to be a genius. We ain't got nobody that's willing to look at how to make America the most efficient place to live for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But even they didn't for everybody. They did it for them. For the people that were for at the time, like for the time, they did it for them, for them. That's what the Constitution was written for, and that's why this shit don't apply to us because it wasn't written with us in mind. You have to understand what was going on for us at the time that it was written, and that was what was written into it. Like we weren't included in that. And a lot of the founding fathers talked shit about slavery. <laughs> a lot of the founding fathers were like, I mean, they might have had slaves, but they was like, you know, this is a fucked up thing we doing. You know, but this is what we got now. So we're going to make a constitution based on what we got, you know. And so to still adhere to that shit uh, is ass backwards to me. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. But I mean, but like I said, like, I just hate painting anybody with a broad brush. I, if if I don't want that shit done to me, I ain't going to do it to them. Yeah, you know, I don't really give a fuck about the Republican National Convention. You know, but I do know that there is a scale of people in there too, down to Republicans that really are liberal. <laughs> you know, but they families been telling them to vote Republican their whole life, but they still in that motherfucker. Up to people who, you know, if hanging niggas came back in style, they'll be out in the town hall, you know, with that Front shit. Center. Like it's a big scale Front of people. Center. I don't want to paint everybody in that town hall hanging, you know, niggas mentality as everybody else but okay. and i don't want to necessarily even hold them responsible let me ask you this so when the clans shit was going on do you think that everybody that was involved with that wanted to be or believed in that or didn't have an issue with it like i feel like it was exactly the same situation where there were people there was a scale of people who 
maybe didn't themselves lynch anybody, but also was in attendance to the lynchings. That well, just kind of. I also think that there were people who knew that a lynching was going on, but stayed in their house because they didn't want to see that fucking shit. You know, but you got to think of what a person seeks to lose because. If you come out of the closet as a liberal, <laughs> if you got a Republican <laughs> family, your ass is disowned. <laughs> you know, if you uh, got a traditionally Republican family and you come out as a Democrat, you might as well goddamn be gay. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well. I mean, and so I just think that it's hard to condemn everybody when it's some shit you can lose by coming out. And some people are willing to lose that shit and some people ain't and i would hope that mean that you don't go to the fucking you know Republic, just don't go but if that's 90 percent of your friends 95 percent of your friends i mean i know, can't relate to that because i tell my friends when they doing fuck shit and i don't go but i get what you're saying like i wouldn't if i even if i was going to remain republican and i'm using air quotes for my fa- you know so i don't get kicked out of the wheel I'm not going to be an active one, right? I'm, I'm going to rock with y'all. I might vote that way because I don't want to have no shit with y'all. I ain't attending no fucking y'all. I'll see y'all when you get back. We can do something. Let's do something next weekend. Like, I'm not going to rock with it. I don't want to be there. I'm not going to be there. But that's just me. I wouldn't have attended. Even if I was, I wouldn't have attended. I just would have... I bet old folks, I bet old ass folk missed the days when politics and pay was private ass shit. <laughs> I bet they miss it, boy. I bet like man, back when I was young, buck, we didn't talk about politics. We didn't talk about how much we got paid. We just did the shit in the booth. <laughs> now you can't. Everybody's put political shit is out there. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, it was a it was a circus. For me watching and just seeing what was coming out of it and Donald Trump's speech, the America that Donald Trump is talking about being great is one in which I would not benefit from living in because his great America don't include my black female ass. It don't. Um, and so and his speech was just fucking terrible. Like his great America, I don't want to live in. I, because I, it's not going to benefit me at all to be in his America, at all. His America ain't real. But his the America, people who back him believe that it can be real. Which so there was an interview. <laughs> you know Van Jones, Mm-mm. black dude. Used to work in the White House. He's a CNN analyst. He come on and do shows. He did an interview with clearly these right-wing dudes from Infowars or website but Mm -hmm. they asked him why do you think Donald Trump is a racist and he gave one of the best responses I done heard he said I do not think that Donald Trump is a racist I think Donald Trump is worse than a racist let me tell you why a racist is a person that believes that their group is better than all the other groups that's what a racist is a person that believes that I don't think Donald Trump believes that I think Donald Trump believes that he can play around with other people's racism <laughs> and that makes Donald Trump believe that everybody is stupid because he's playing everybody he's playing the left he's playing the right he's playing everybody so I think Donald Trump is worse than a racist because he used everybody as racism and in that way he believe everybody is stupid and he's just the smartest one doing the shit mm-hmm. which is the puppet master they are reinforcing you know really you know and so I mean 
the uh, make America great again it is playing off of what subjective notion of great again everybody have because there was a interview that they was doing with people at the Republican National Convention in which they were asking people when was America great and one dude said 1776 and one dude said about the 1950s right after the depression and some one dude said the 1980s like and you know what bullshit was going on for us at all of them times I know <laughs> you know 1776 we were slaves yep. 1950 the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964 had not been signed yeah. the Civil Rights Act of 1957 had not been signed nope. you know around the 1980s black people was getting locked up disproportionately because of the war on drugs like ain't none of them times been worth a damn for black folks in America and what America gonna say the American great again people what they gonna say is that you know black people was fucking up back then well, we still fucking up now, according to them. We cannot not fuck up yeah. to them motherfuckers. Like, it's not possible. That's our legacy. <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm really tired of this dialogue about... Because I was watching a video today in which one officer was saying, you know, black people are responsible for the most crime. Well, do you know how crime is calculated? It's calculated by how many arrests there are in that community of black people. Do you know how black people get arrested in those communities? Well, police officers spend more time over in those black communities than they spend in any other communities. We already know that white people and black people do the drug at about the same rate. But, oh, in every community, a lot more black people are arrested and incarcerated to drugs versus white people. And so I'm just really tired of this dialogue that the system that is fucked up gets to determine how fucked up everybody else is in the situation. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way as... A police officer, police officer investigating their own bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's like my mama. That's like me taking a cookie that I'm supposed to have, giving my brother half of that shit. He didn't take it, but he ate half of it. And my mama saying, "I'm gonna let y'all decide what wrongdoing was done." (laughs) We didn't do shit. (laughs) We do nothing. Did nothing bad happen? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That that's the police force. And you know what? My brother taking that cookie. That's a police officer that ain't saying shit when this police officer just took a whole goddamn cookie he wasn't supposed to take. You know what I'm saying? He can say shit, but the whole system, it pushed that shit under the rug because you're trying to maintain the integrity of your entire system. And you can't do that by taking initiative to racist shit because you know why? It don't matter if you take the initiative because that's a part of the societal shit. Because the reason that police captain ain't gonna take that shit seriously is because we don't want the media to say we racist. We don't want the Justice Department to come down here. We don't want to be investigated. So, I mean, it's a big-ass fucked-up-ass system. Fucked-up-ass cycle. It's fucked up from society. It's fucked up from the individuals. It's fucked up from history. It's fucked all the way around. <laughs> all I want is somebody to acknowledge that shit first. Just acknowledge it. Motherfuckers ain't even willing to say, yeah, that shit might be going on. Somebody believe that racism turned off for all white people at the same goddamn time. That's what people got to believe to be saying <laughs> racism is gone. Racism turned off for everybody at the same time. We are in post-racial America. The fuck? Bitch, we is not in no post-racial America. No. Racism did not go off for everybody. If it went off for you, which I doubt, all the way, because you got some subconscious remnants of that shit left, if it turned off for you, I can assure you it didn't turn off your racist-ass granddaddy. <laughs> it didn't turn off for my racist-ass granddaddy. The only difference between my racist granddaddy and my white counterpart racist granddaddy is that he's probably wealthy. Yeah. And my granddaddy ain't never had shit <laughs> in the context of what white people at his at his age could have had at that time. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It, damn, this episode sound racist as hell. Thinking about all the shit I just said. 
I don't know that it sounds. I mean, it don't sound racist to me. Not to me. <laughs> I've realized that if somebody asks you a question, the best way to answer that question is to think about who you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? If somebody say, how do you feel about Black Lives Matter? It's different if a black person asks me. That's a different response. If a white person asks me, that's a different response. If an intelligent person asks me, that's a different response. If a dumbass, ignorant person asks me, that's a different response. Like, I feel like I need to know who I'm talking to before I talk and before I answer questions. Yeah. But, like, today, I've been talking to black people, white people. I haven't really... Everybody need to hear this, but I don't know. It's hard to do that. It just comes off very. It's gonna come off very harsh to well, white people. Well, sorry, white people. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish say. I wish you had melanin. It's great. We can spend more the time in the sun. I ain't never used sunscreen. No, I do sometimes because uh, I don't want to. You know, if a police officer laid my my made my black ass lay on some hot ass concrete, Ugh. you know, I wouldn't have no big red marks on my, on my body. <laughs> you know, what I mean, melanin is the shit, man. It is. But you can't get it by laying in the sun. Your ass gonna get melanoma. <laughs> I'm just letting you know you Which gonna get skin cancer. Which is a different thing. Whole different <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, if, if they can, if they can inject melanin, like, what do you think would happen if if there was a technology that can inject melanin to your skin and you turn brown? Like, I think Paul Mooney said it best. Everybody <laughs> want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. I don't think that they would be lining up to get brown because they know how they would be fucking treated otherwise. They would be until they see their friend do it and then it just go bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> their life changed immediately. I will say this. I will say, please, for the love of all that is holy, all of you people who were Bernie supporters that talking about you ain't gonna vote, don't fucking do that, okay? Because here's what's gonna happen, right? Everybody that like is for Trump is gonna be that front and fucking center. And then all the people that are there for Hillary are gonna be front and center. And then all you motherfuckers who still salty about Bernie not gonna vote at all. And I'm gonna have to live in a world where I have President Trump. And I'm not here for that shit. Okay. At this point in every election, I mean this is not it's it's I think to a more extreme extent this time, but I feel like every election is picking the lesser of the evils. This is no fucking different because here's the thing, people, whether you vote or not, one of these motherfuckers is gonna be your president. It's what it is. That's what's gonna happen. That's it. So, regardless of whether or not you were a ride or die for Bernie, and you pissed that Hillary got the nomination, or you don't like her ass, at this point, what you have to say is who is the lesser of the evils? Because one of them is gonna be in office. You not voting ain't gonna mean that we just gonna be out here presidentless in this bitch. One of them is gonna be in office. One of them is gonna be in office. Please don't let it be Trump, cause I just fucking can't. Please don't do that. My brother said that we're choosing which plate of shit we want to eat with the president. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I think we choosing which plate of unseasoned rice that we trying we want to eat. <laughs> you know, because they'll still be palatable. But in that way, I think every fucking president that been a plate of unseasoned rice. Because the fucking president gets four years and they might get one bit of legislation or they might get one fucking scandal to uh, to represent their presidency. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. All of them are palatable. They might change one big thing or they going to fuck up one big thing. That's what every president do. Mm -hmm. The problem is the House of Representatives and the Senate. 
It's the people that been in there since they was 30 years old and they 70 now. <laughs> they are the ones that have framed and shaped America and continue to do so. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? President Barack Obama is a relatively young president. He ain't changed much of shit as a senator. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And after he a president, he ain't going back to do it no more. Nope. And so we don't need to focus on the president. The president ain't shit to me. The problem with Donald Trump, though, is that, you know, he's a representation of a lot of the hatred that America because he's been using that shit and manipulating it like uh, like Chucky. Uh, you you seen Chucky? I, All the Chuckies? Yeah. It's one, one Chucky movie where Chucky killed a black man with a voodoo doll. <laughs> I don't know if you're in it. But he basically had a voodoo doll. And Chucky is Donald Trump. And all of our dumbasses, all of y'all dumbasses that vote for Donald Trump and support Donald Trump, is the voodoo doll. And America is that motherfucking dude that's finna get his ass murked off after Chuck starts stabbing it. I just. I ain't, and I ain't saying Hillary Clinton is better. I'm I saying she is better than him. Than Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, is that again? It's the lesser of the evils. Both of them. Both of them. I I get it. I get why you don't like either one of them. I feel you. But again, at this point, this is the ninth hour. It's gonna be one of them. It is going to be one of them. They're not gonna just not have a president because you feel a certain type of way about the nominees. It's not how that works. One of them is gonna be out here, you know, representing the country. I just can't imagine Donald Trump going. And speaking with leaders of other countries and it turned out well can't fucking see it because he's a dumbass and he has no filter and I just feel like it would be some kind of I, I don't know even his own fucking ghostwriter thinks he's a sociopath and regrets writing his memoir for him so I just and he ain't <sighs> respecting nobody man he keep no. using people's songs yeah Without their permission, he keep he just do so much shit that he ain't got no business doing. He say stuff and then say he didn't say it or say he he went to go check it out or I don't know, man. I just don't understand how y'all understand how y'all can believe in First Amendment rights and Donald Trump ain't doing nothing but suppressing people that can't report on his stuff, kicking people out when people say stuff he don't like. He act on it. How can how can y'all believe he support freedoms? Did he, he, uh, did he put a gag order on the uh, the ghostwriter? Now he can't say nothing else. Yeah, can't express cease his and opinion. desist. Like he has a right to feel like you ain't shit, and he has a right to feel to feel remorse for writing your memoir. Very, like very much so. He got that right. You can't fucking very tell much him. so. <laughs> but it is what it is. Politics. Yeah. Yep. I hate politics. I do too. I don't talk about politics no more after this. <laughs> That's just what I say about the fucking Kardashians And then here we go But the Kardashian is very specific It'll be like me saying I don't want to talk about Ted Cruz <laughs> And I talk about Ted Cruz all the time <laughs> Yeah But she is the fuel For Ugh. your Rents Fuck And hatred hmm. But you know Whatever that's all I got to talk about, man. All righty. Um, I will just quickly say to, to the men that are listening, please do not send unsolicited dick pics to, to women. They don't like it. They don't. If, if they didn't ask you for that, they're not going to. I just can't imagine what response you, you think you're going to get. Like, 
Like, what do you think they're gonna say? Like, you think, oh shit, look at like, look at this. Like, I don't. What response? Like, I don't. I just don't understand. Please stop doing that, though. Unless somebody, if somebody asks you for one, all right then, have at it. But don't be talking about the weather or your hobbies or your interests, and then bam, picture out of the blue. Don't do that. Please stop doing that. For the love of God, please. Misogyny. <laughs> it's annoying, and it. Uh, yeah, don't do that. I I can't identify. I've never been sent to meat pick. <laughs> it's disturbing. Have I been sent to meat pick? I mean, gay dudes is bold sometimes. It's very disturbing. Especially again because it you in my to pick. in my experience, it's never. We we'll be talking about like the most random like it it'll have nothing to do with anything and and they'll just send the picture to the point where now if I'm having a conversation with somebody that I like just met and I and I and I get my the notification that they sent me a message and I see that it's a picture I don't even want to open that shit no more because now I'm kind of like. There wasn't really a, this. There wasn't anything in the conversation that warranted him sending a picture. So like, so like, what is this a picture of? Like now, I got to be afraid that you forced your penis upon my face or my eyes. I just please stop doing it, y'all. It's not. It's not cute. We don't like it. It just fucking stop doing it. So yeah. Don't do it, fellas. Please don't. Jesus, please. <laughs> You got anything else on your mind? I do not. That was it. All right. One, two, we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.